Hello and welcome to the Six Ways from Sunday podcast. Today I am sitting down with Robin King over a cup of coffee and we are going to be talking about Easter because it's coming up. Easter Sunday is coming up in a few days. We just cel- finished celebrating uh, Palm Sunday a couple days ago. And so we're, we're in the middle of Holy Week. And last week we talked about how we have this awesome opportunity to walk through the story of Easter and the story of, of Holy Week and all the components of that story in real time and, and focusing in on the components of that story each day. And Robin, you've been doing some really cool things to help people um, uh, take note of the different pieces of the story with, uh, you put together a kit. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that and then we're gonna dive into, into today's topic. Sure. Uh, well, we we uh, we called it the uh, <laughs> I think it's called the Holy Week Journey Kit. <laughs> oddly enough, uh, the idea is basically that for each day um, you have a little symbol uh, that goes with the story, something concrete that you can hold, right? Because you know that's the thing about telling a story is it, if it's more than just words, then it becomes more than just words more easily, right? Um, And then each day there's a piece of the story uh, because this is that one time that we can actually go day to day with Jesus. Uh, And um, uh, then there's a a question that uh, we hope people will wonder, something people will wonder about that uh, will connect the story to how they're living now. And uh, um, then there's a a prayer. And so in addition to that, I've I've also been trying to do a daily um, short little video where I do the the story and talk about the story a little bit. I, I don't answer the question because that's for you. Um, it's meant to be a, a question that you can wonder about personally. Uh, and um, so I say a little bit about the story and, and the prayer and, and in the hopes that people will take a minute each day to maybe think about what's going on in that story because there's there's lots in that story. Uh, in that one week, and I, again, we, I think we talked about this last week, in that one week, there's a lot of things that cover life right i mean there's mm-hmm. there's ups and downs there's there's anger there's joy there's grief there's all of the the all of the ingredients there's a death there's a life um there's all of those ingredients uh and and i think that rather than just seeing it as you know that thing that we hear when we sit in a pew that one time uh, each year and somebody reads us something from the front and then we go away afterwards and we have a nice brunch and maybe some chocolate bunnies and things, um, that it's a way to interact with the, the story that in a way that might be meaningful to us, particularly right now that, you know, lots of people have time on their hands or better still, lots of people are, have time on their hands and we're filling it with bits of anxiety and struggle and and um now's a really good time to connect with a story that's kind of full of that but then comes out with new life at the end Mm. which is kind of where we're at right now right lots of lots of people are wondering uh you know when's this going to end and what's Uh, next what's going to happen next can't wait to get back to how things were and of course i just hope we don't get back to how (laughs) things were um because then we will not have learned uh anything from this uh, but, but that's, you know, that you can't, you can't, uh, you can't criticize people for feeling that way. Right. Um, suddenly out of their comfortable life, you shocked them into something completely different that they had to struggle their way through. And that no one was ready for. And that no one was ready for. Um, and then they have to kind of go back, go on from there. And what they really want to do is go back. Yeah. Right. It, it's interesting that, um, I'm basing this on social media because I'm, other than seeing you last week to do the podcast, and then again today, I'm really not seeing anybody other than my wife and kids, which in itself is challenging and amazing, right? But when you look at social media, it seems that everyone is struggling, but in different ways. You have people that are um, going on about how, or just sharing things that they're doing to, to help pass the time. They're they're stress baking and they're figuring out how to make bread from scratch for the first time in their life, or they're figuring out how they're going to possibly homeschool their two or three or four or more children that are all in different grades and sharing iPads and computers and devices and, and sharing the space of their home and trying not to drive each other crazy or people that are uh, concerned about and struggling with just finances and cash flow and how are they going to keep food on the table when they're they've already missed two or three weeks of work there are so many different ways in which people are challenged uh, are struggling with the challenges of this crisis um 
even if they're not directly impacted by the virus themselves, as in they, they're healthy and they're not grieving, you know, a, a loved one being sick or die or, or having passed. Um, so it is literally touching everyone and turning everyone's lives upside down, but in so many different ways. And so you have all these different reactions in general, people can't wait for it to just be over and want to get back to quote unquote normal. And so I think right in the middle of Holy Week in between celebrating the joy and excitement of Palm Sunday and then the joy and excitement and the new life of Easter Sunday. Like you said, we go through this, um, this whole journey this week of all these other emotions and all these other events that uh, really challenge us. Yeah. So, how, what a perfect time to, to reflect on and talk about how this crisis that we're in yeah. globally is going to impact us as a society and as, as a civilization, as humans. Yeah, so, so just let's just go back for a second here to that part where you said you were sick and tired of spending time with your family. Well, um, I did not they, say that. I know you didn't say that, but, but you know what? This, this, is, this, is, this is kind of, see, what I'd say, what I'd say, because it's me, is yeah. let's just take the religion out of this for a second. Um, and the value of that story of this week um, with this guy named Jesus, the value of that story goes way beyond religion. It goes like the, the you know, the structure thing that we put on it. Mm -hmm. It it goes to, um, can you find me? Because we live in story, right? Our whole, our lives are all about story. Um, how we, how we describe things, how we tell things, everything's a story. Um, and we learn from stories. So what do we learn in this story? Um, and, and so one of the things that I think we potentially can learn in this story is the difference between um, just kind of, um, if, if you're somebody who's, and, and I mean this in the best possible way, if you're somebody who's actually tired of spending time with your family now, um, you should revisit that and maybe go a little deeper and, you know, find out more about, about that. Um, because it's an opportunity to, to do that. It's opportunity to connect on a whole different level than just the way we normally live our lives, right? It is. I mean, I know the way we normally live our lives, we try to find time for our families. Okay, but now you're in a situation where you have all the time in the world. What are you going to do with that? Yeah. Right. Before you were thinking, I wish I had all the time in the world. But the, now, it is a paradox, isn't it? But, because but, the paradox is everyone knows, um, the ra everyone rationally knows that you should just embrace it and enjoy it. And it should just be all rainbows and butterflies. But it's and it not. should be perfect. But and then it all of a sudden be. it's challenging. Yeah, and you're it's, dealing with. That's not life though. Exactly. Uh, sorry. Uh, and I realize there's, there's, you know, I live with somebody um, for whom life is actually rainbows um, <laughs> because because her way of engaging things is to f to constantly seek the best of everything yeah. uh, in people, in moments and situations. And like even in, in grief, even in tr whatever it is. The glass is always uh, and, half full. And that's a gift that not a lot of people have. Um, and uh, I, 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 I don't. Um, but, but it's not everyone has that gift because we're all different. Right. Um, but, but it, you know, that's what this, again, this week in this story of the guy named Jesus, um, it starts with joy. There's anger. There's, um, you know, sitting around chatting. Um, there's betrayal. There's, um, there's community. There's, um, grief. There's, um, nothing. Like literally, I mean, like Saturday, it's it's a space basically for grief to, mm. for things to just be right, and then then you know the big joy on on uh, Easter Day, and um, the the thing about we how I think it's good. Uh, it's the Iona community. Well, I'm going to say Celtic spirituality, but the Iona community particularly likes to use this expression of disturb us, God, hmm. like like knock us out of our daily ordinary. Yeah. Um, and, and of course I mean it in a, uh, not, not I'm disturbed, but I'm disturbed. Yeah. Right. Get us out of our um, comfortable. Or, or they really like the band. I'm not really sure. Um, <laughs> but, but they mean it in a way that, that implies to move us, uh, from, to move us, right. Uh, in a way that causes us to interact, 
to engage, to um, to wonder, to to do something other than what we're kind of stuck in right now, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, and that's that's you know what that's the thing about uh, that's the thing about some of what's happening right now too, right? Um, uh, I I don't know if you've seen this, but like and okay, lots of you know lots of celebrities are doing stuff, right? They're from their house, and blah 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 blah. Um, and and some of it's really good. Some of it's kind of whatever. Um, some of it's some of it's meant to uh, inspire good, right? Like um, John Krasinski and the uh, some good news thing, right? Mm-hmm. He's 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 telling good news stories and he's trying to inspire people to to do something good. And he's using his celebrity to do that. Uh, he also happens to be quite entertaining, but he's essentially using his celebrity to do good, right? And then there's other that. Not so much, but um, one of the ones I thought was really kind of interesting uh, is uh, Patrick Stewart reading Shakespearean sonnets. Oh, really? Um, I haven't seen and, that. Because, yeah, he's, he's reading a sonnet a day. Huh. Um, Patrick Stewart, okay? So he's reading a sonnet, just sitting in a chair, reading a sonnet a day. And apparently that started because he read his wife a sonnet and she recorded it huh. and posted it. And then, like, it kind of became a thing. And Initially, he didn't want to do it because he doesn't really like them. Shakespearean oh, really? sonnets, particularly. But he was doing it for her, and not. And he initially did one, one for her, hmm. right? And but then, as he started to do them, of course, then he starts to re- to you know he'll say things about how um, you know the meaning that's in them. They're not just a poem. It's you know what it's all about and everything. And and that's a little bit like, honestly, uh, when you're reading a Shakespearean sonnet, particularly if you're reading it. Um, in a in a form that hasn't been updated to contemporary language, yeah. right? Um, if you're if you're re- you kind of you need help. You need help explaining what this term means or that term means. Or um, it, he read one the other day that basically was it was just he even said this is really just all about sex, and I'm a little uncomfortable reading it. But anyway, <laughs> it's the most famous one, so I'm going to do it, um, kind of thing. And um, but you don't know that unless somebody's explained it, right? Right. Um, and the the Bible's like that too. Like this story of if you read the King James version of this week in in Jesus' life, um, you need help explaining. Even if you read it in a more contemporary way, you still need a little bit of explanation in terms of you know um, Jesus arrives on Palm Sunday in a way that was expected because there was a prophecy that said the Messiah would mm-hmm. come this way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those bits and pieces and things. Why were they having a meal on Thursday night? Was it because they were having a last meal together? No, it's because they were having the Passover meal. What's Passover? Well, you need some explanation, right? You need some help with that. Mm. Um, so that's what people get even from... Then, I mean, that's the role of religion, the role of, of church. You hope. Is, is yes. supposed to be... You hope that it's helping people you. That, well, we right. have people who've studied uh scripture for years right. and and so uh, you hope it's it's backing up they have that yeah it's helping you with knowledge it's yeah. helping you understand it's helping you engage it's helping you do all of that and not manipulating you into thinking what they think so that they can control you um not that i'm <laughs> suggesting that happens i'm just saying that that should be the the role of religion should be to help us understand our faith better and to engage it better and to live it more mm-hmm. right that's the whole point um and so so here we are here we are in one of those moments where and we we okay we've talked about the week enough let's cut to the chase what the uh, and here's and here's another religion term for you the tridium um friday saturday sunday the three days right Never um, heard of that tridium. Yep. Um, so, and and why would you why would you care? It's it's again it's sort of an old religious kind of it's 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 a um, it, that's one of the things that we're struggling with right now with religion. Right? Is people Relevance. people use language and uh, and action and movement and ritual and stuff that we it still needs explaining, um, and we're kind of reaching a point where we kind of go. Should we really still be trying to explain that, or should we maybe find a different way of engaging that? And I'm not siding with either, by the way, because I think there's value in both. Um, I think you just need to be aware of the context when you decide mm-hmm. which way to go. Um, but there's value in both because there's there's value in understanding the great traditions of the church so that we can go forward. Um, it's just that some of those traditions maybe aren't things that we still u- want to use. Yeah. Um, well, what I love about your um, style of ministry and the way that you um, 
tell stories and the, 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 the truths, the underlying truths within those stories when you're delivering a sermon or in your short videos as well, is that you bring it back to um, what's going on in our world today, what people are struggling with in our local community. Um, you make it human and you make it relevant because that is not an easy thing for people to do on their own, I think is kind of what you're getting at. Thanks. So, um, yeah, well, and thanks. Yeah. But, but in order to do that, let's be clear. And this is, this is okay. So this is a commercial for why we need ministers. Um, <laughs> so if you're out there, be a minister, um, this, this, to be clear, the, the reason what's behind that, um, engaging people in that way in order to do that what's behind that is a pile of education it's a pile of sitting in uh hebrew scripture classes and uh and uh, uh christian scripture classes and and uh various theology and 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 sacrament class all that stuff and learning stuff in order that you can communicate it right mm -hmm. um and that's that's kind of what ministers are capital M, uh, are, are supposed to be all about. Um, so we need that. It's just that there comes a point, I think, when you need to be able to engage people in a way that they'll understand, which, if I can just say, give an example of that, Jesus. Um, which is why quite <laughs> often like we see things that might seem a little bit contradictory in how he says stuff in different places in the story, um, but then it's kind of about who he's talking to, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and so again, like a classic example, just a sidebar, cause, just because it's a thing that kind of bugs me. Um, the um, uh, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me, right? So two things about, about that. One is I personally do not for a minute think Jesus meant to say, I'm the only way. I think what he meant to say was, um, the way I live and show you to live is the way because it's true and it's life-giving. Mm. I'm the way, the truth, and the life, right? The way I show you. Doesn't mean I'm the only one who's going to show you that. And historically, we can give you tons of examples of people, non-Christians who have lived that way. Um, but, but then when it gets to the no one comes to the Father but through me, who do you think he's talking to? He's talking to his own folks, right? Mm. Um, and that's, that's the thing is that I think, I think there are times when you say things a certain way because you want to lift up your, people, your own people. Mm -hmm. And there are times when you say things the way they need to be said because you want to lift up all people. And there are times when you say things the way they need to be said because people need to be challenged and need to think differently. Um, and, and it's, it's the sort of being the, the leader who pushes from behind the leader who walks with you and the leader who leaps out in front and says something prophetic and, you know, then you kill him anyway. Um, but, but, but no, then it comes back to life again, right? I'm glad you said the word leadership because that, it, that is an important distinction is to recall, is to re realize the context in which Jesus would have been making those statements and that it was more about him stepping into leadership and saying these disciples, these specific people, not humans 2000 years from now, but these people that I'm in relationship mm -hmm. with, that I'm living with and getting to know and listening to their stories right here and now in this community that he was in, they need, this is what they need to hear. Right. And so, so I, yeah. And you need to hear differently than me. Yeah. Right. I mean, and, and this, that's, I'm, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be like really fussy about this uh, so much as, as I think people just need to be more understanding that sometimes what you say isn't what somebody heard. Uh, and sometimes, uh, you know, what they heard isn't what you said. It, like it, it's a two way street. And the best way to understand that best is to engage in conversation, not yell at each other, not fight or say this, it's my way or the highway, but to, to have conversation and engagement that leads to mutual understanding, mm. not necessarily the use of the exact same words, but mutual understanding, right? Consensus building, right? We might yeah. not all say this exactly the same way with exactly the same words, but in the heart of it, um, what's the, um, oh, there's a, a, a song we sing frequently, uh, deep in, deep in our hearts, there's a common vision, right? Uh, yeah. Um, I embarrassed to say, I can't remember who wrote that. Uh, I think it was Gordon Light, but um, but it's it's really great because it it uh, 
uh, it's a nice tune too, but it's a really great way of uh, remembering that uh, on the surface, of course, we say things differently, we look differently, we act differently and everything, but deep within us, um, we we share a common connection. Um, the other week we had that Prince EA uh, video um, mm. as part of our live stream. I love that. Where, where he talks about the, the thread of energy that is in all of us, yeah. right? It's like light bulbs, right? The energies, the bulbs are different, but the energy is the same. All that kind of, that kind of imagery. Um, it's great to have a thousand, a bazillion different ways of saying that because there's a bazillion different people, right? Yeah. And we'll all see it and hear it in different well, ways. It, it, that's a message I've heard countless times in, throughout my adult life. But that video, the EA video, what, do you remember the title of that one? We'll, we'll put the link in the in the show notes. But um, that one really hit me. Or, or better but, still, go go to his channel. Because <laughs> yeah, there's some other ones, ones that are really good yeah. too. So. Just Prince promo EA. for Prince EA. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, okay. So let's see, this is how this connects to, we are, I believe we are actually going somewhere here. Um, <laughs> this, this is how this actually kind of connects, I think, is that uh, the, the culmination of this story is death and resurrection. The Easter story. Let me say that, sorry, let me say it different because resurrection, of course, always has a, a religious connotation somehow. Uh, death and new life. Mm. Right? So just to be clear, it's not death and life. It's death and new life. Right? It's or life and death. It's not that. It's death and new life. Mm -hmm. Right? This is not resuscitation and and just going coming back alive. And this is so this is so typical of us. I I I actually was just doing when I was doing my Tuesday in Holy Week thing, um, I was just actually kind of talking about this. This is so typical of us. We talk about life and death, right? Yeah. We talk about life as it's the, the, the expanse of time that happens and that it ends with death, right? And so whenever we talk about death, it's the end. Like we, we, and, and no matter who you are and how many times somebody uh, has told you while you were sitting in a church that there is, there is new life, it's, it's still going to be death is the end, right? Because this is our current experience. Mm-hmm. And so when we, we hear stories like Jesus talking about the end times, right? In fact, we call it that, the book of Revelation, it's about the end times. Okay, except that's not the point. Sure, most of it is about the end times, but the point of it is the end times result in a new beginning, in new life. And, and that's, that's the story of this week and, and at the end of this week and why it's so important for us to maybe engage the story as it happens and try and see it from the perspective of people, uh, of somebody being in the story. Because when you get to Friday, it's the end. Mm. When you're experiencing, not for us, because we know, we know, actually, it, and again, I can't, oh, I wish, I, I wish I'd thought of this ahead of time because then I could say who this is, but... There's a very famous, um, um, I, I'm going to say it's a poem because it's so poetic, but it's not a poem. It's, it's a sermon about it's Friday, but Sunday's coming. Yeah. Right? Well, it's... Um, and and the famous, uh, famous preacher who, who did that. And it's, it's awesome because he, like, it goes through everything that happens on Friday and keeps going, but they didn't know exactly. Sunday's coming. And the thing is, we know, we know there's chocolate bunnies and daisies at the end here, but, but in the story, you don't. And, and that's how we experience life, right? We experience life as we live it. And then it ends Yeah. because we, we don't know what's going to happen next. We don't know what the new, what new life, what, what does that mean? What, what, what does it mean when we say people go home to God? What does it mean when, um, you know, heaven, we talk about heaven. Um, what, what does it mean? We don't know. Um, I haven't been there yet. But, and yet we have, because we came from there, right? That's another paradox. The the thing about (sighs) these stories too, Rob, and I think is that, I mean, when you're really engrossed in a story and like, I'm a filmmaker, so I think about this a lot, but whether you're reading a really great book or whether you're watching a movie that you've already seen before, or it's, you're watching a movie about say the passion, or you're watching a live performance of Jesus Christ Superstar, uh, which we were talking about last week. It, sometimes we're watching a story where we do know how it ends, but when it's really well told, when it's a good story and the storytelling is done well, and when we um, have ourselves in a space and, and 
make the choice to let ourselves kind of be taken over by the story, it's like you forget that you know the ending. So right. you will find yourself rooting for the person that you know they're not going to make it, but you're still hoping they're going to, even though you've already seen it before and you know they're not going to get there. Or yeah. or the opposite, right? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. They, you When you're so in, engrossed in the story you are there with the character. You're yeah. there at the last, at the, yeah. at the Passover supper right. that you don't know is the last supper. Right. So though, one of the things about that is uh, one of the ways that we do that, I think isn't, it's not just a question of really good storytelling. It's a question of, of um, coming at it from a slightly different view point, right? Like, a, like even if you just shift the camera slightly as a, as a metaphor, um, to a, a different angle. And and so Jesus Christ Superstar is a really good example. Um, I think people were not just really upset when Jesus Christ Superstar came out because it was rock music. There was parts, there was a way of telling the story that was different. Mm. Judas was not a bad character, right? He's the one who, uh, and not that I'm giving anything away if you haven't seen Jesus Christ Superstar and if you haven't, what's wrong with you? Um, but but uh, the, the way... Uh, Tim Rice explores the the character is that instead of being the the evil one who betrays him uh, and uh, um, you know then pays for it, um, no pun intended, uh, but uh, he explores him instead as the one who wishes Jesus wouldn't do that because he's going to get in trouble, and then he's the one who has to do what has to be done, and he's mm. the bravest of the disciples, who is the truest and most loyal of the disciples because he's the one who's willing to do what no one else would do because he knows it has to be done, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, and that's a completely different way of looking at the story, and man, that made people mad. Um, there's, there's other ways of looking at the story, of telling the story um, that cause us to look at it differently but then it's not also how you tell it it's where you're coming from right so right now we're coming from a place where uh we're experiencing uh an an incredible upheaval in how we normally there's the normal word again um live our lives mm -hmm. um maybe maybe that's a time to look at a story a little bit more personally a little bit more differently and wonder what it if it is indeed saying something to us. And the thing is, I think we're, we're, uh, uh, we're on Friday right now, but Sunday's coming, right? Mm. That's, that's mm -hmm. the thing where we're, we're, what the, we're experiencing yeah. right now, yeah. I think is Friday. We're going to have a Saturday. We are, it's going to be that time when we think, is this, is this done? Mm. Um, is it, Can is we it go done? Back? Can we go yeah. back to, and then Sunday will arrive. And, and here's the thing. Um, none of the characters in the story who experience the new life of the resurrection go back to a normal life, hmm. right? I, I, like none of them go back to a normal life. Their life is changed. And so their life has been changed again because it's already been changed by the experience of living with Jesus. It's been changed by experiencing the death and then it's should been changed by experiencing the new life, um, and so n none of them can go back to how things were. As long as you are present through each of those components, like exactly. you can't skip. You have to experience. As long as you're experiencing it as as it happens, and you then you can you come into that moment of so. And, and okay, so um, a, a friend of ours, and and I used to, he used to always ask me interesting questions and one of them was so uh when when uh G this jesus guy comes back to life so he's a zombie right well no <laughs> not at all um and so it's not it's not a question of reanimating what was mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. no it isn't that actually no it absolutely is not about hitting rewind it's completely different yeah. it's new life yeah. and that's the thing about death and resurrection is that um it is that 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 energy, that life force, whatever you want to call it, um, I'm going to call it God because I do, um, or if you want to call it love or higher power, all that kind of stuff, that thing that connects us in the fabric of creation, that continues on. Mm -hmm. The form changes. Mm 
mm-hmm. right? Things change. And even within our own lives, you have an experience like, like what we're experiencing globally right now. You simply can't go back quote unquote to mm-hmm. how things were. There's so many examples You've been of that. changed. You, like as a tangible example, just imagine 10 years from now, um, the way people view healthcare workers will never be the same. The way parents view the role of a teacher, like how many celebrities and people on Facebook have you seen making statements about how teachers, well, John Krasinski, is that how you say his last name? His uh, episode this week was a good example of that. He said, you know, we teachers should make $1.2 million every day. (laughs) Yeah, because he's at home homeschooling his kids, right. and he realizes how challenging it is. Nothing this, changes your mind about something like the experience of having to actually do it. Yeah, right? or in the case of watching healthcare workers, yeah, just you know nobody's uh, in their shoes, but it's. I mean, we've never seen in so, our lifetime a more powerful demonstration of yeah. how reliant we are on on those experts and those dedicated people. I like I like the way you said that, Ben, because um, you know we're in the hope business, and uh, I like the bold expression of the hope. Um, but I think the thing is, um, and you know, we always want to learn from history, but um, we never do. Uh, and the thing about that is that we want to believe, right in this moment, that when this is done. We will never look at healthcare workers the same. We will never look at first responders the same. We will never look at teachers the same. Our view of all of that will have changed. Parenting even. Our view of how uh, somebody the other day was talking about how brave children are being hmm. to be in this, right? Yeah. And that, that, that it will change us. And I want to believe that that's true. <laughs> Um, there are historical precedents to suggest that, in fact, it's not. Um, but, Wait, did you but say precedents or presidents? Precedent, precedent. Oh, okay. The other applies also in this instance, but still. Um, I, the thing is, the thing is that this is a moment at which we don't say, well, you know what? This ain't going to change nothing. And cynically, like, fall back on that, like, well, look. This is a moment at which we go, yeah, look, so let's make it different this time, for God's sake. Come on. Um, yeah. This is a moment where, where instead, of looking at, uh, instead of looking at Easter as a moment uh, to have brunch and bunnies and chocolate, um, it's a moment that, to change life, right? It's a moment, um, this experience is something that ought to change us. Not it's going to, but ought to. Yeah. And it ought to change us in the way that reflects Every single one of those good things we've talked about, um, how brave healthcare workers have been, um, how grateful people have been, mm. how kind people have been to their neighbors, how generous people have been, how thoughtful people have been. Well, and Let's how, remember those and, and keep those yes, going. And how living uh, more simply and with a, a lighter footprint on the planet right. can be a good thing, not only for the climate and for the ozone layer, but also for our day to day. Like right. Kelly was just asking the kids, the, uh, I think it was yesterday. She said, you know, I've been meaning to ask you girls, um, cause our girls are, are in a lot of activities. And, uh, she, she said, I've been meaning to ask you guys, how have you been, how is what has it been like for you having, a, um, to stay home and not being, you know, driving all the time to all these different things that you're enrolled in and stuff. And, and they both were like, you know, we kind of have, we really like it. Like Elise is really social. So she misses being at the dance studio and being in person with her friends and seeing her mm-hmm. teacher. And she misses all that. But they've been uh, able to do their dance classes through Zoom, which is really cool. Um, but just in general, life has been a little slower pace. We've been staying home. We're not racing right. from one thing to the next. And it's not just about the kids' extracurricular. It's just in general, we've got less... I mean, we had we had our calendar. We were anticipating having such a busy um, March, April, and May for several reasons. My work was starting to get crazy busy. Um, dance competitions were coming up, and all the things were stacking on top of each other. So we had to, you know, literally lay out a paper calendar and and write in everything in different colors. And and we thought, okay, well, we'll we'll get through this. And just like that, with a snap of a finger, we 
you might as well throw all those sheets of paper in the garbage. All of that stuff's canceled. Everything is, is different than what we were expecting. And this shift to this slower pace, this simpler, you know, not setting a, a 6 a.m. alarm every morning, mm. um, but, you know, still doing things to stay active. Still, I did a workout this morning and Grayson was awake with me and he was visiting with me and talking from the couch while I was lifting weights and just like there's there's been this dramatic shift to a simpler and and slower pace and Kelly took the time to just check in with the kids and like how is that landing for them what are, how are they experiencing that and they noticed uh, they noticed the difference and they like it they they've been enjoying having us both at home they've been enjo- they've been um, really bonding in a new way as siblings that I think is going to last stick with them for for life uh, and they'll I'm hoping look back on remember the remember the the COVID crisis and when we were all on lockdown for a couple months and we were like they're they're inseparable they do everything together the three of them yeah and so I think that I mean I don't want to be naive I don't want to say well Look at how we've proven that we can uh, we can function as a society and not need to consume so much natural resources and we don't need to pollute as much and the, the earth is already starting to heal and air quality and oceans and everything are improving just in a few weeks of people slowing down. I, I'm not naive to think that, well, we can just stay like this forever. I mean, people need to have an income, people need to work. And unfortunately, um, for a lot of the world, having income that supports themselves and their families in some way or another converts, translates to um, the use of natural resources, using stuff, using up the planet. The fact is we've got way too many people on the planet for that to not have a detrimental impact. But I think the opportunity is not, it's not an opportunity of, oh, look, we've proven that we can just live without doing anything. Hmm. Instead, I think the opportunity is what did we learn during that period of time that we can apply to a yeah. new way of doing life? For sure. For sure. It's not, it's because it, it just isn't all golden for everybody. Right. No. I mean, and there's, there's start, of course, we're now, we're also dealing with people with, um, from this sort of lockdown mentality, right. Um, where we're dealing with people who have mental health issues. We're dealing with people who live in abusive households. You know, there's all of those pieces as well. There's also, there's also, uh, but I, the way you, the way you wrapped that though, was what do we learn from it? Um, and so it's, it's again, one of those, those moments where you kind of look at it and go, what do I learn from that? Um, I recognize that it wasn't all great, Obviously, there was bad stuff. Um, so what do I what do I learn to take forward? So um, I learned this was valuable and it's good. Let's take that forward. I also learned this was not valuable or this was bad, and we need to address that. How are we going to fix that going going forward? Excuse me. Um, but but like even the things even the things that are as stupid as um, going forward. Um, when we look back and realize that there were people who stockpiled toilet paper unnecessarily. Why, why let's look at let's not just go, let's just go, Oh, you know, the, they were dumb. that's bad or they were stupid about it yeah. or they were, let's, let's actually address why people felt the anxiety and the need to do that. Yeah. Let's look at that and go forward with that instead of just kind of going, okay, we're, we're, and this is, this is where this kind of comes, I think to, uh, something we were talking about a little bit before, which is, um, you know, right now we are we are battling um, a worldwide virus uh, crisis that is killing people, right? But then people start to compare it to other things that happen in the world on a routine, regular basis, mm. um, like how many children die from starvation, um, how many people die related to mental health issues just from everyday life, um, how many people, um, how many places in the world where pollution is so bad that people are actually dying from that. Um, all of these things that we, we um, see every day that we've been, you know, largely I don't want to say we've largely ignored them. But we've it's numb just to that, it. that see, those two things are different. One is one is the collateral damage, literally the collateral damage of how we live, and the other is how we live is under attack from a virus, mm-hmm. right? And so we step up 
to fight that. Yeah. Whereas the things that are the collateral damage of how we live, well, it's the cost of how we live. What? You're willing to accept that as the cost of how we live? That's what's so Maybe disturbing. this is a moment. Maybe this is a moment to, to realize uh, those things are different, but they both need to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Right, they both need to be addressed. Um, we we look at we look at the COVID nineteen thing as as something that is attacking the very way in which we live because it is. We look at it as an enemy. It's an enemy to be defeated. Some people might say call themselves a wartime president, um, or start to use the language of wartime because that gets people motivated and mobilized. Let's just take a moment to realize how pathetic that is. That what motivates people is war, not well, it's, love, it's fear, and care, and kindness, right? It's but that's the thing. It's fear, right? And so we're mo- again we're motivating people by fear, not by the need to do good. Mm-hmm. Again, we might want to have a thought about that. Um, but but the thing is, um, it's 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 attacking the very way we live, and so we attack that. But th- these the 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 other things that we the, the the thousands, hundreds of thousands of people who die every day uh, in, from something that we could do something about, mm. we, we don't. Because if we did, it would dramatically change how we live. But wait a minute. Something just dramatically changed how we live and we're responding to it. So going forward, can't we then maybe look at maybe how we could change our lives then? intentionally in order to address some of these other issues. Um, it's two, it's, it is indeed two different things, but maybe a learning from the one is helpful to the other. Maybe I, I'm, I'm hopeful. And we, like you said, we're, we're, we're trying in the to hope be in business. the hope business. The, the skeptical part of my brain worries that we're too self-focused and self-interested to put ourselves through optional discomfort for the for the sake of someone yeah. else's benefit. Okay, but then we're also finding ourselves in a time right now where um, we individually uh, are basically we're 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 uh, disconnecting ourselves physically from people, mm-hmm. and but then because that's so difficult, we're finding new ways to stay connected. Right. So, so maybe, maybe in, in discovering all of those new ways that we might be able to stay connected, um, some of which are a little bit more environmentally efficient, some of which are a little bit less, um, uh, have less of a negative impact on the world. Um, maybe from that, there might be a little bit of a learning that when we get back to the point where we can all be actually physically together again, that we might uh, then still stay connected with some of the things that connected us before, right? Like the kindness and the generosity and the mm. stepping up to support and help others, mm. right? Um, you know, that neighbor down the street who's, you know, 80-something years old that you just kind of waved at casually every now and then when you went by their house, and for the last several weeks, you've now been taking them their groceries yeah, because you want to care for that person yeah, because you know they can't care for themselves. Yeah, that's right? a good point. Another good Why not example, keep doing that? Totally. And, like, Another just uh, a kind of macro uh, example of that is I guarantee you in general, uh, people in the United States will come out of this with a very different view on socialism and on social uh, programs like people talking about universal health care now in a very different way than they maybe uh, were a yeah. few months ago. Do, I don't hope you so. think? Like, I'm finding it hard, but uh, I'm finding it hard to think that. But I, I hope so. The, the, one of the things, though, is that we, we have become so, and, and, and God willing, and I say that meaning God the way I say God, like the, the universal energy, life, or the, all that kind of stuff, um, willing, um, that, that this is something that breaks us. Um, and, and breaks us from that, that, um, relentless loyalty to a name or, or a person or an idea. Right. So, um, so, uh, you know, and, and 
I'm, I'm struggling with that right now because, of course, I'm sure you've read the conspiracy theories about how the Democrats did this. Um, and, 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 you know, and it's just crazy stuff. It's crazy stuff. But, but that springs from a place, the same place that um, allowed um, the current president to be who he is and still get elected president. Um, it allowed for the same thinking that now goes, you know who the current leader of the free world is? Chancellor of Germany. It's not the American president anymore. It's the woman who runs that country in the middle of Europe. <laughs> or, or, do, do you know what I mean? It, it's, it's kind of it, it, the, the thinking, some thinking seems to have moved. And every time it does, I kind of go, Oh, okay. There's reason for hope and optimism, and then yeah. three seconds later, it's oh crap. Uh, you know, there's something else, right? But 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 again, you know, this is a this is such a worldwide worldwide experience that touches everyone, um, and that and may be what we where... need to break us of that habit of uh, we're going to stick with this no matter what and no matter who it hurts. Mm. And instead go, wait a minute, this is hurting somebody. Yeah. Maybe we should think about this and again. We, Maybe we, no we should longer have, wonder. We no longer um, have the excuse of ignorance because we are so connected to what's happening to others and to other and in, and in other parts of the world that everyone's, you know, looking at the, the daily news updates to see how that curve is, um, how, how that curve is looking and what the daily new cases are and the death toll in other countries that that information is being shared to everyone. Whereas a hundred years ago, when my granddad in Glasgow was laying in bed for a month and a half mm. fighting for his life to survive the Spanish influenza, uh, in the early 1900s in 1918, they didn't have a clue what was going on in Saskatchewan. They didn't have a yeah. clue what was going, like, do you know what I mean? They, the level of connectivity, it, yeah. and so they were facing a worldwide, that was a, a, a virus that went all, maybe not every country, and maybe not the reach that it's having today, and they didn't, there, there wasn't the, the same global population, um, you know, 102 years ago yeah. or 104 years ago. I think it was, was it 1918 or 1916? 1918, I think. Well, it, it was three years, wasn't it? I think it was sixteen. It lasted a few years. I think so. Okay. Yeah. But so you know, can, there's can some I just say? Can I just say? Sorry, as you're saying that, um, I would just like to acknowledge my embarrassment and not knowing more about that. Well, me too. <laughs> we I, we should we should I, learn. I just vaguely about that. Like I I've heard of it, but I couldn't have even told you. We were did, when it happened. And or, we might have. I think we might have even talked about this when we when we were talking about that uh, the last last time or the couple time weeks before. ago. Yeah. Um, but even like, I was reading a story about in the 1880s there was a smallpox. Uh, thing going through um, the prairies and stuff. And depending on which denomination, I'm not going to, I probably did earlier say who, but um, depending on which denomination your missionary was, some of the missionaries tried to bring people closer together, in, especially in First Nations communities. They'd get people to gather to pray together. And and others would say, no, disperse into the bush, stay apart. And yeah. the ones who did that, the the original social distancing, um, the yeah. ones who did that, they survived. The other the ones spread. didn't, right? Yeah. And and like I read stuff like that, and I go, "Wow, I can't believe I didn't know that." It's part of our history. But yeah. then every so often, you end up reading something that you go, "I did not know that was part of our history." Yeah. How did we not learn from that? Why haven't we made I things know. different? Um, it's, it's textbook. It's literally yeah. textbook. It, we we read these. This is history. why you need to know the stories. Yeah, we right? and, But we read these history textbooks. And there are all of these textbook cases of humanity going through adversity, challenge, catastrophe, and crisis, right. and then not learning anything. Yeah. There are also inspiring examples of things that have changed and uh, given us giant leaps forward in human rights um, because yeah. of something awful that happened. Let's hope that 103 or 104 years from now, when people are reading about the COVID-19 crisis of 2020... That they look, that they can see a marked inflection point in the progress of humanity and how we treat each other and the planet because of what we came through, because of what we learned, because of what we thought about and reflected on and took seriously during that Friday and Saturday before the Sunday, before the Easter yeah. Sunday of of new life, of coming out the other so, side of it. 
um, one of the things, one of the things about, um, one of the things about the Easter story, like it, there's there's things in, uh, that I always wonder about stuff, and and this is in in this story. Uh, one of the things I wonder about, for instance, is uh, how many of the temple authorities, the priests and the Pharisees, um, in the moment in which they realized that um, they they had had they they essentially they had Jesus nailed to a cross, how many of them kind of went, mm, ooh, did did I really mean to do that? Should we have done like, that? Should we have done that? And and did it make any difference to them? Like, um, or or any of the you know there's there's a classic bit in the story where where it says the Roman centurion goes truly this was the son of God right? Mm -hmm. um, okay, but did that change him in any way? Um, you know, did it, it was anyone in that moment changed right? Um, and then then of course in the 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 uh, the uh, uh, story the resurrection story it's the women who are at the tomb who first learn that Jesus is alive then the disciples see Jesus uh, except for Thomas because he was out doing what he was supposed to I'm sorry I have to keep getting that in because he wasn't doubting um, then there's uh, um, you know the various people I and I, I'm sure more than one of the gospels says um, others you know the others who saw Jesus right uh, and then they shared the story and they shared the story, and they shared mm. the story. It's all about sharing the story and what we learn from the story. Um, and um, we need to be sharing the stories, right? So we need to be sharing the stories of what's happening right now in the hopes that what we learn going forward is that uh, in, in the new, we can make things different, right? Mm. That we don't go back to things being the way they were. Um, and And that doesn't take... Um, that doesn't take um, great famous leaders. That takes individuals in their community uh, making things different, mm. and and then sharing that with wider communities and wider communities, um, and and making things different. Not because somebody stood up, a single person stood up and said it needs to be different, but because everybody thought it needed to be different. Um, and I realize, I realize it's not going to be everybody. That's a little optimistic and hopeful, hopeful. Um, but Hey, I'm in the hope business. So, um, we need to make it different. We need to make it not just life or going back to the way things were or normal or whatever terminology you want to use. We need to make it new. Mm. Uh, and that, that's a story of Easter. It's about new it's about new life. Whether whether you think whether you whether you're uh, uh, part of a religious community or not, the story is about death and new life. It's not about life. It's not just about life and death. In fact, actually, let's say that it's about what's critical to the story of Jesus is life, the life of Jesus, the death, and the new life. Mm -hmm. Right? There's three pieces to the story. Um, and we need all three pieces. You can't just have one. You can't just focus on one. Uh, you can't just say, let's just forget about the, the how this story ends. Let's focus on what we learned from the life of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. You can't just focus on death, the sacrifice, the end, the atonement. The cross. The cross, right? Um, every year, I, 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 I'm sure I say this every year too, every year on Good Friday, I struggle with the idea and... I'm just saying I struggle with it. I'm not saying it's bad or good or anything. I'm just saying I struggle with it. The idea that the symbol of the faith that I, a community that I'm part of is a symbol of death. Yeah. And I know we're supposed to understand that, that the new life um, turns it into something different, right? The resurrection makes the cross a symbol of something different. I, I get that, but I'm a human being and no, I don't really get that. Um, it's a symbol of death. <laughs> painful, excruciating death. Um, in fact, it's a means of killing people that was designed expressly to, to be them. as painful and torturous as possible while still scaring the crap out of everyone else. Yeah. Right? R the Romans famously, and I'm sure they weren't the only ones who used crucifixion, but they famously did things like lined roadways with crosses mm. to scare the crap of out warning. of people. Yeah. Right? Um, it, it was a mean, it's a means of oppression and fear on top of everything else. Um, I have some difficulty with that being a symbol of new life and faith and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But still, 
here I am struggling with the death piece when the pieces that are most important to me are truly the life of Jesus and the new life that comes after. Mm. But I still have to struggle with that piece. Um, everyone does. You have to struggle with all three pieces. You have to um, not struggle, engage. You have to wrestle with it. You have to wrestle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's I'm, why that's why the whole week story thing is important. I was just going to say that. Yeah. I think that's why it's so cool, Robin, that you've it's been life. taking some extra time this last week or so and uh, coming up with that uh, Holy Week journey kit that um, that you shared with our community. And so, can the, I just say all the extra videos that you've been doing that help us to walk through thank each you. day of it? But can I just say it's one of those moments where I kind of go, and it's kind of like that very first Sunday that we live streamed the service. Um, with no one in the room, the very first time that where there was no one in the room. And we realized, I was talking to Damien before the, the our, our tech guy before the service, um, and talking about how there were things I had never thought of before because our perspective on that live stream was, well, this is just for a few people at home, right? It's the backup to the room full of people that are here. Yeah. And now we had to look at it as it is the way we are communicating to people. And, and there were so many things I hadn't thought of before, so many things that we should have been doing differently long before, so many things that we should have um, paid closer attention to. And, and this is one of them, those moments where I kind of go, yeah, this is this is cool, but why the hell haven't been we been doing this every year? Yeah, why weren't <laughs> like, we just why doing didn't it we anyway? think of this before? And yeah. and I'm sure there's lots of people out there who are going, I don't know why you didn't think of it before. We've been doing it for decades. Um, I'm sure there's, and that's the thing too with this is that it's a moment where we kind of need to share the stories because other people have been doing it, and mm -hmm. now that we've realized it's a good thing, maybe we can share ideas back and forth, and maybe we can make it even a better thing, right? Yeah. Um, but but again, it's one of those moments where uh, we kind of go. We have to figure out, uh, we have to look at this differently and figure out a way to communicate this differently. It's not like every other year. Um, in fact, in previous years, we had like a little, every year I'd do a little card, um, like a business card size thing, on which was how you can read the story in the various gospels day to day, mm -hmm. right? And be a different gospel each, each year. Um, and I'd hand those out to people hoping that they would read the story. And then we'd have a service on Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday, as well as Palm Sunday and Easter, and, and kind of go with that, right? Um, but, but now suddenly here's an opportunity to go, nope, every day. You can go every day. You can pay attention to this story um, more closely, and we can remind people, and we can connect with people by trying to connect them with the story. Um, and again something that grew out an idea that grew out of having to look at this differently. Mm -hmm. uh, and we need to go forward with those ideas, the positive things and the learnings from those ideas. Um, Cause that is, uh, that is new life. Yeah, absolutely. And not just as a church and faith community, but as, as people, a, as a world yeah, community, absolutely. for sure. And as individuals. And yeah, I have no doubt that, um, that our church will never be the same from this in many good ways, many, many good ways. And that from myself and from my family, I know we've been transformed already in just these few weeks and it will continue to uh, massively impact who we are as, as people and as a family and all of our relationships. The next time that we podcast, which I'm assuming we'll, we'll, we'll do one next week, we'll be on the other side of Easter. Mm -hmm. And we will have come through those, uh, what did you call them? The tri tridium, those three days of yeah. the Good Friday, the Saturday, and, and Easter Sunday. And who knows what it's going to look like. But uh, we'll be here, and we'll be changed by it, I'm sure. And I'm, I'm looking forward to whatever we talk about next week. We don't have any plans yet. It'll um, be new life. It will ben. be new. It will so be we, new. How can we possibly prepare for it but just take each day at a time and, and be ready? Um, so... We've mentioned a lot of different cool things that we've done uh, as a Six Ways from Sunday online faith community that you can check out online. Um, there's been some really cool videos that we've actually shared in the last couple of weeks. So if you haven't seen the virtual choir that we did, that we put together for Palm Sunday last, last week, um, that is available on our Facebook page, uh, Six Ways from Sunday. Uh, we also shared, I think the week before, um, a, a video that we produced a couple years ago now called The Faith Manifesto that's very timely for what we're going through as a world right now, um, that that's really worth checking out. So 
visit our uh, Six Ways from Sunday Facebook page. Uh, you can also pull up um, archived uh, live streamed church services from the last couple Sundays. Uh, and we've also uh, carved out just Robin's sermon as a separate video that you can see in the archive section on our website, which is risingspiritministry.com. Uh, this Friday, there will be a live streamed service for Good Friday at 10.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. And then um, our uh, Easter Sunday uh, morning service will be 10.30 a.m. as well, which will also include a virtual communion, right? Yeah. you want to tell people uh, a little bit about that, Rob? Yeah, just that um, actually <clears throat> it's not virtual communion. I, I'm, I'm not trying to be fussy about this. It's just um, if you're, particularly if you're um, part of the Protestant tradition or United Church uh, of Canada, um, the moderator wrote a really, Richard Bott wrote an interesting, really interesting and very well-reasoned explanation for why we can celebrate communion uh, with one person um, celebrating and people watching online and sharing from their own homes, like having their own um, whatever they wish to have as the the bread and juice um, that's part of the communion service. And one of the things he pointed out is that it's not virtual. It's real. Hmm. It's online, but it's real because of the thing that connects us is the spirit. And if the spirit is present in the moment, um, he even extended that to, to saying the thing about that is that it's, you can only, you can only do that if you're doing it live. It, you can't pre-record it and then post it Easter morning because that doesn't hmm. meet the criteria of us sharing in the spirit in at the table, right. right? Because it's, it's about being in the moment. And, but that was also his, his, um, uh, understanding of, of being able to do, it, uh, online, essentially online communion, uh, is that, um, it's the spirit that connects us in the moment, n- not the physical presence of each other. Right. Uh, and, and so if you, if you, uh, don't follow Richard on Facebook. You sh- you should, because he wrote a really he writes really interesting stuff, and that that was one thing I thought was a really. I'm grateful that he said that. Having said that, not everyone agrees with it, <laughs> um, and not every denomination of the church agrees with that. Of course. Um, but uh, I, in addition to being a United Church minister, I personally do agree with that. So um, I believe he was initially expressing his uh, opinion as. Uh, as a minister, uh, but then he he also talks about talking to various uh, committees of the church and making sure that you know we were all on the same page yeah. before he says, as the moderator, this is what I think. Um, but uh, I I think that is true, and I think that's again it speaks to everything we've been talking about. It does um, it applies in, to this week and last and the week yeah. before? Um, is that the way that we stay connected is uh, you know hearts and minds. Uh, even if we can't touch each other. Yeah, and it makes all the difference, remembering that it we does. are connected, that we're not it alone. It does, yeah. So we will be doing communion. So, so I'll be celebrating communion uh, uh, actually from the church in Pinocchio, and we'll be that's where we'll be live, live streaming from. Um, but we invite everyone to um, to watch the live stream and have... Um, and you know what, if you, if you happen to have, uh, if you happen to have a small cube of gluten-free bread and a little glass of juice, that's awesome. If you don't, um, bring what you have. I, I was saying this on Palm Sunday too, that the, the, the thing about the Palm Sunday parade is the palms, depending on who you ask, the palm, the, the fact that people were waving palms, um, has some significance in the Hebrew tradition. Um, but frankly to us, not so much, particularly if you live in North America or in Canada where palms are a little bit on the scarce side, um, they essentially grabbed what was handy and what was handy was to break off a branch from a tree. Um, and, and that makes perfect sense. They didn't have, they didn't have a a red carpet, so they took their coats off and put them down. It's what they had handy. And so again, I would say if what you have handy, uh, is, uh, uh, you know, some, some Ritz some, crackers, <laughs> some crackers and uh, w- of whatever kind, uh, and, uh, you know, apple juice, grape juice, milk, water, whatever you have handy, um, wine, if you like, it's a little early in the day. Um, but, uh, but many traditions, wine is what it's, what communion is about. Um, but, but use what you have handy and bring that with the intention of sharing in communion yeah, uh, with everyone else who's who's online that day. Yeah. Well, you know, flour and yeast are pretty hard to come by in a lot of grocery stores in 
in our area right now, apparently. So uh, people might have to get a bit creative, but yeah. please do join us um, for that service on Easter morning at 10.30 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Uh, on Friday, Good Friday services, 10.30 a.m. Mountain Standard Time as well. Um, those services are bo- both uh, a one-hour service, and we s- usually start the live stream about 10 minutes or so before 10.30 just to give people yeah. a chance to get connected and make sure that their sound is working and all that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, the response has, in the last three Sundays has been phenomenal and just growing each week. And so that is thanks to, um, well, just the fact that uh, Robin, your your creativity and, and your thoughts in delivering the sermon are awesome, that we have the technology to do it, and uh, that people people are looking for that and, and I think need to stay connected. And so I'm glad we're able to, to help do that for people. Um, outside of those services, like I said, uh, there's lots of great content uh, that we've been sharing on social media that you can check out at risingspiritministry.com and our uh, Six Ways from Sunday Facebook page. And that's where we'll also be sharing the links to these podcast episodes that we would love for you to uh, share with your friends and also hit the subscribe button so that you get a notification each time we do a new episode. And we'll wrap it up there for today. But uh, thank you, Robin. Thanks, Ben. Meeting for coffee and getting me out of the house today, and looking forward to uh, moving through Easter, the rest of Holy Week, and through Easter uh, with you and with our community, and getting together with you again next week. Thanks, Ben. Take thanks, care. Thanks, uh, thanks everybody for listening today, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Until then, take care and be well.